Sam hit that wonderful, wonderful AS Roma music. Hi, good evening, welcome to episode 105 of La Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe, and tonight I've got with me Imran. How are we? We are okay. Thank you. I'm good. It's a lot. It's a. It's probably going to be an upbeat podcast. It's probably not going to be the downer which which happened on Thursday, where me and Imran, I want to say about 20, 25 minutes after the final whistle, just vented about Thursday's performance in Europe. Um. So yesterday we broke the streak. The streak is ended. Um. It was a draw. It was Roma nil, Napoli nil. Um, I thought it was a good performance by Roma. It was a bit defensive, but I thought Roma did well in the end. Um, some very star, uh, some very good player, key players, which I didn't thought would be star players. Sean, in my eyes, number one, Mr. Brian Cristante. I thought you put in an excellent shift in midfield and done a really, really good job on Anguissa. And the two centre backs, probably the three best players on the pitch yesterday. Um, Imran, it was. Um, it was a Mourinho shithousery, nil-nil, was it? Or would you say it was a bit more back to Roma playing for the shirt? Uh, yeah, it was. I think uh, it was uh, a game very well planned, and correctly so, because we needed we needed a performance like that, a solid performance defensively, uh, especially after the defeat on Thursday. And uh, the, it was a right response from the players, like you mentioned the players. Uh, you, you mentioned a few of them, but I think uh, I think even the sidebacks were very good. Mm. Uh, Matthias Vigna, surprisingly, mm. very good defensively and put in a really good uh, effort. And uh, yeah, overall, I think uh, the team played good. Abraham should have uh, buried the chance that he got. Oh my God, don't. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and uh, but um, a very tight, balanced, uh, and uh, yeah, difficult game. Mm. Uh, it it was a very difficult. And you could see, you could see from the way we were playing that we, you know, we showed now we gave Napoli a, a lot of respect for the position, and I think that's entirely down to their position and the way the the way they have been playing. Um, because uh, otherwise I, I don't think they would have had 60% possession but we we were fine with that because uh, I don't think I don't think there was any way they could have possession but they didn't do they couldn't do too much with it because we were so good and uh, we were so good uh, defensively balanced and um, e- even the wingers uh, Zaniolo and Mkhitaryan helped out defensively so uh, I'm happy with the performance. It could have gone either way because both teams had uh, some really good chances. Uh, so overall, happy with the performance. Yeah, um, I was just thinking, take the point because after the the two defeats in the last seven days, uh, the defeat against Juventus and the um, the defeat in Europe. Um, I was really impressed with Roma yesterday. I was absolutely bricking it in a, in added time because I thought Napoli would have one chance, but that they, they didn't really materialise. Roma did a really really good job nullifying the attack. I thought Osman 
he was very lively. Um, he did break the offside trap a couple of times and evidently had his header ruled out for offside, but Mancini and Ibanez did a really good job marking him out of the game. Yeah, they did. Um, it, it was uh, collectively a very good performance by the two of them. Mm. They worked very good as a unit, and that was that was delightful to see because you haven't seen a defensive performance like this all season and we have been wanting to see performances like this defensively from day one because this is how we know Mourinho as this is you know trademark Mourinho football and I think if we get a bit more quality uh, if we if we play like this and get a bit more quality going forward especially the counter-attack you need to be very good and take your chances mm. uh, when you counter-attack because th- they will come and it was evident even yesterday that they, we get we did get some good chances if we had and you know Mancini even also had a good header from that free kick I, 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 I was ce- yeah. I was celebrating <laughs> I just started <laughs> to roar yeah. so you get your chances if you yeah. take them uh, you, you will win matches uh, so I hope uh, I hope we, we can build on this uh, because if we look Exclusively on the league games, it, it's a good, it's still a good pattern, um, despite that major, yeah, mess up in Norway. Which Manchester United fans and Lazio fans were, were were lapping it up on Thursday? But I will recall how did both of them get on yesterday? Lazio got destroyed in Hellas, Verona 4-1, and Man United got absolutely dicked by Liverpool 5-0. And after 64 minutes, there was a nice photo that was posted on social media, which I retweeted, where you saw pretty much half of Old Trafford leaving. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, I wanted to just ask about both coaches, actually, Jose Mourinho and Luciano Spalletti. Um, They were having a... I wouldn't say a, a, a ding-dong battle on the, on the touchline, but Mourinho was quite angst and kicking every ball and lapping it up, which got him sent off in the end. But you could feel his intensity on the sideline while watching the game through the TV, couldn't you? Yeah, you could, and rightly so, because um, he, he, he was very lively, but I think... Even the players were affected by it. Mm. Um, I mean, how active he he was giving instructions. Uh, so um, it it was positive. Uh, I understand his frustration because I also thought that Zaniolo should have gotten free kick. It, it was a slight. He tugged his shirt. Uh, I think it was a senior. Was it uh, Samuel Mertens? Mer- yeah. Is that at the end? Right at the end. Yeah. But yeah, one of them yeah. doesn't make too much of a difference. But yeah, true. then, uh, uh, yeah, then he kicked the, uh, in, in pure frustration. He already got booked in first half, so mm. uh, he was sent off. Um, yeah, probably should have uh, controlled himself. But these things happen. Uh, I don't think it will affect uh, the team too much. In the Cagliari game, not having him on the side. Yeah, he'd be in the stands in, in Sardinia. Yeah. Um, 
and Spalletti. Um, he got a warm welcome in the second half. The Roma fans, we talked about this pre-pod actually, uh, Roma fans started chanting the, the Totti goal chant and they, I think they chanted something else. Um, someone sent it to me yesterday. And Spalletti just replied with his hand in the air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me personally, I... I've, yeah, I know that a lot of fans feel very passionate about uh, what happened, the way Totti left, but um, I think it should have been handled much better by both of them, um, above all the club. Um, so I'm not holding any grudges. It was a personal dispute between the two of them. I hope they can sort it out. You know, it's difficult for us to take time because we don't know the details mm. of what were happening. Uh, you know, we don't have all the details. I know Totti is a hero, but... I'm not blindly following anyone. I I, I would have wished for his sake that he could have ended his career in a better way. But yeah, what happened happened. Mm. Um, I would have hoped that he Spalletti. I mean, at some point that uh, you can put this uh, thing behind you and move on. But. I don't know if it will happen, but yeah, yeah, I think it's a shame because he did uh, he, he did a lot of good things for the club, and um, yeah, uh, yeah. It was four and a half years ago. It was Totti's last. Yeah, it was four and a half years ago, May twenty seventeen. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ, we're coming up on the fifth anniversary in May twenty twenty two. Jesus Christ, and actually, anniversary is tomorrow of one of his best goals ever, which was the spoon at Inter. That is a uh, 16 years old tomorrow whenever this comes out so t- 26th of October 2005 was is the anniversary of Totti's best goal for for AS Roma I digress I digress um, and also Luciano Spalletti got sent off after the final whistle having sarcastically clapping uh, Davide Massa and I took some screenshots of it earlier and posted it on social media um, you could just look the frustration of Spalletti in his eyes the shock and Alex Merritt as well looked quite cheesed off with the situation. Massa just 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 didn't take any of the shit that Spalletti took and just sent him off. Yeah, and I think the funniest thing was his reaction, <laughs> the way he was standing there. I don't know. I don't know if he if it was really sarcastic or he. But it's not common for a coach to go like that oh, no. the referee, you know. So he should have known better. But it was just. <laughs> I think uh, his reaction was the best thing that happened after that, uh, after the game. I tell you what, if I look as half as good as he does at 62, I'll be happy in life. He looks amazing in his early 60s with his chains around his neck. He's kept himself in wonderful figure. Yeah, he's really fit. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's keeping himself in really good shape. But he was... Uh, I wouldn't say unemployed, but he was getting still getting salary from Inter. But he was enjoying his life in his wine yards and <laughs> um, up in Florence. So he's had a good life. Yeah, he's enjoying his life at the moment in Napoli. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the about the game. Um, it ended nil nil, and Roma put in, as I said earlier, a really, really good, solid performance, and deserved to be clapped off at the end. Did you expect this game to be as tight and a bit as cagey as it was? Because Napoli have been a bit free, fr- uh, f- free flowing. Try and say that 
not botched that. Apologies. And um, Roma have been a bit hit and miss in in Serie A, especially away from home. But at home, they've been really good. Uh, I expected the game to be more open because uh, the way I knew Spalletti was that he would be more attacking and that would leave more space for us to counterattack. But instead, it turned out to be a very balanced and uh, tight, tactically very tight game. Uh, so um, I would have expected at least goals. I wouldn't expect us to hold a clean sheet. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a bit uh, different from what I expected. I hope this this performance gives the side a bit of confidence going into the run of fixtures that we do have in the next week or two going into the international break. So we've got uh, Calorie on Wednesday night. There is a midweek round of action, more football, joy. Uh, and then you've got AC Milan and then you've got Bodo Glimt and then I, I think it's Venezia away on the... Um, and it's the... It's the lunchtime kickoff before yeah. the, before the international break. A lunchtime kickoff in Serie A on a Sunday. I think I think we went almost two years without one and had about three or four last season in the spate of about six weeks. So I look forward to another lunchtime kickoff. Um, do you expect a couple of changes going into the calorie game on on Wednesday? Because it looked like Rick Karsdorp was, I would say, tensing up. He looked a little bit fatigued at the end of the game, because he had a bit of a, a ding-dong battle with Mario Rui and Lorenzo Insigne. Yeah, well, Mourinho said no. He said the same players will start. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, even if I... Uh, but we don't have any options. We're going to play. The, nudge, 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 the, wink, wink. <laughs> the only option we have was sent to the stands. Yeah, so, in the stands was... Amadou Diawara uh, with Maraj Kumbula, uh, Brian Reynolds, Gonzalo Villar, and Bochamira. Those were the five players who were sent to the stands. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to be. Interesting. What do you think about that? Um, well, a couple of them did not play well on Thursday, did they? And that was Kumbula, Diawara, and Bochamira. Um, Kumbula as we both said, it looked like he was running in treacle for a couple of the goals. He looked like he's lost his confidence after after playing so well for the national team. Uh, just just a, mo- a, a couple of weeks ago, he was playing against Robert Lewandowski and in, in the previous international break, he did well. I wonder if he's more suited to a back three? Uh, perhaps, yes. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, because he played the last season. But, um, uh, if if we speak about the five players that were mm-hmm. sent to the stands, I personally think that uh, it's wrong to single them out like yeah. that because uh, I still believe it was a collective collapse mm-hmm. due to due to everything that was leading up to the game, the preparations, the talks uh, about synthetic pitch, the weather, uh, and Mourinho has to take. The biggest part of you know uh, of the blame uh, for his preparations, uh, he says that he takes the blame, yes, but at the same time he blames the player the way he does. I know that after the game uh, I was furious and I perhaps might be saying things a bit differently, but that's natural. Uh, we have had some time to digest things and uh, uh, think about them again, but I think that. Uh, 
ha, we also have to ask ourselves, has Mourinho created uh, the right circumstances for these players to succeed? Uh, Kumbulla, if he's a player who is suited to the uh, three-man defense, then we have to ask ourselves, how do we... Utilize that. Utilize that. Yeah, I going mean, forward. Or, yeah, or adjust him into becoming a player suited for a four-man defense. Mm. Uh, has Mourinho done his job there? And if he hasn't, why does he play him? Uh, uh, because, you know, there are there are better ways of handling situations. Uh, and right now, uh, it's difficult to see a way back for these players because even yesterday, Mourinho said, it's difficult for me to forgive them for what they did. And wow. then you have then you have Calafiori on the bench. Who he dropped uh, dropped a one out of ten in my eyes. He got absolutely he, destroyed. I don't understand how he was any different from the mm. other players. And uh, and the other thing is that we had five substitutions. Uh, I mean, supposedly uh, the quality players who entered and were supposed to make a difference, and it just got worse. So they didn't make the situation any better. In fact. Made it worse. For itself. They made yeah. it worse. I know it, the the conditions were not the best uh, to enter the game because the team was already uh, in a very bad position. But uh, I do question whether um, the treatment of the players is correct. I wouldn't have handled it that way. Uh, um, so uh, it remains to be seen what happened. But. Uh, I don't think there's any way back for these players. No, I do feel sorry for him. Um, I would say this. Someone asked me about um, Newcastle. And we, the, you've seen who's been linked to one of them is Paolo Fonseca. And I actually said this into one of our chats yesterday about one of our players. I think if Gonzalo Villar is made available and Fonseca gets the Newcastle job, I think that's a perfect fit for him. Yeah. But But what I don't understand is that uh, Mourinho saw these players in the preseason. Mm. He clearly saw them in training in the preseason games. He should have known, like let's say Gonzalo Villar, that he's a mismatch according to you know the style of play he, the mm. football he plays. And there were rumors that there were clubs interested in him. Sassuolo. And he rejected, yeah. Sassuolo, <laughs> Valencia, I think, was one of them. But I wouldn't move to Valencia. That is a a basket yeah. case of a club at the moment who keeps letting their best players go for free. Yeah. So uh, and we rejected the offers mm. for him uh, going into the season, and that's a bit shame. That's a, that's a bit shame because we could have spent that money on a player that. He he wanted he wanted and someone who fit his style of play. Instead, uh, instead we're stuck. And you know the the value the transfer fee that we'll get for this player won't be as high as it would have been this summer because the clubs uh, that we will be selling these players to are in a better position uh, when it comes to negotiating because they know they are unwanted players. So it's not like we're we will have the upper hand in the negotiations. Uh, so it's a shame. I mean, it's not a big deal when it comes to Borja Mayoral because he's on a loan and we mm. would just probably terminate that or send him to another club. Uh, Kumbula, he, Kumbula probably needs to go alone uh, somewhere and improve and you know, have play football regularly, but then we need to bring in another centre-back. Uh, and I think 
what you would like to bring is someone more with more experience because Chris Molling is now just he's now out injured, out yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's out for uh, for a month, month so yeah. so it's risky and it, it was a bit risky yesterday too because we had no central defense center back on yeah, the bench, yeah, center back on the bench, and that's that's risky because. Um, yeah, and then if if an injury would have happened you know, on any of the players, you, you would have been forced to put Cristante down Cristante, there. Yeah. So I, actually, I, I wouldn't risky. mind that. I wouldn't mind Cristante at centre back because he actually did a pretty good job last season. But that was in a back three, and he was like a more of a ball passing centre back. But other Roma fans will probably like to disagree with that. But he's good when you have the possession because yeah. then he's he's very good on the ball and he. But defensively, without ball, positioning, man marking, mm-hmm. uh, the the challenges one on one. I mean, imagine uh, Cristante against Victor Simen in the box. That would have gone to hell. So <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Yeah, so it's unfortunate uh, the development. I, I know Mourinho tried to moderate some of his statement after Thursday's game, but if we don't get rid of these five players, I, I, I I'm either you have to exclude them or because if you keep them in the dressing room, it will just it will just uh, create problems, and I don't think that's the ideal situation now. So I expect them to leave uh, in in winter. So you think all five or majority of the five will leave in the uh, in the winter, and then Roma can dip into the transfer market and buy the three players that they want to buy, which I think is a central defensive midfielder, a right back, and a left-footed centre half, which I saw yesterday. Yes. And the three players that they've been linked with, two are from Ajax. And I wouldn't mind both of them for my ex because they're pretty good players. And one is Dennis Zakaria from Borussia Mönchengladbach. So yeah. the, the right back is Masrawi, the, yeah. the Moroccan right back who can play in midfield. And the centre half is an Argentinian centre half who really impressed when Roma played Ajax last season was Lissandro Martinez, who Ajax bought from defensive Justicia in Argentina, I think it was about 18, 19 months ago. Yeah. And a wonderful, wonderful ball playing centre half who can actually play in defensive midfield. So, if those three happen, I'd be happy with that. Um, going on with those five players, do you think Mourinho's alienated them like he has at other clubs, like he did with Deli Ali in that famous documentary, Amazon documentary from last year? And he did it what at Manchester United, and he's did it at Chelsea as well. Do you think he's pretty much done the same here already? Yeah, he has, and um, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. I know we knew what we were getting in Mourinho, mm. but uh, still, when you find yourself in that situation, you still have to acknowledge that you know it's it's unfortunate because there are, I think there are better ways of handling these situations, and these are these are these are not bad players. I mean, especially you now Kumbula, Diawara, and Vr. Uh, I know. VR is not a very productive player in terms of stats because he doesn't score goals. He doesn't. He's not a man with assists. I think I, I listened to one of the. I think I listened to Retta Sport the other day, and they said that he had 
33 performances, zero goals and one assist. Mm. But I think you have to look at it with, uh, uh, you know, uh, differently because he, uh, he brings something else to the table. He's good. I, I don't think if you, he's, he reminds me of Busquets because Busquets doesn't, ha- he's not big on numbers and stat. He's not a stat padre, you know, but he brings something else to the team. Uh, so I, I think they are, they are decent players. They're not bad players. They will probably go somewhere else and have, um, a functioning careers. It's just that if you're not able to get the best out of them, at least, at least do it with, uh, with style. And mm. I don't think this is handled, uh, the right way. Despite my frustration, yeah, and, uh, uh, anger after Thursday's game. I think there's a saying we say in the UK, he really shouldn't add his dirty laundry in, pu- in public. It should have been done behind the scenes and not throw the five players at all under the bus. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think we probably talked about that a bit to, uh, a bit <laughs> a bit longer. Um, yeah. But um, we'll we'll go uh, on to another. I got some questions. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about the calorie game as well. And I wanted to talk something about what happened yesterday because I sent you a message about one of the screenshots I got from a from a tweet I put out yesterday about the race in in the stands. It's the third time in a row in just a in a week where shit has gone on in the stands and nothing will be done so we've got some questions um we've got one from greg who is probably the og of la Magicast from the past yeah he is <laughs> he um based on recent performances versus top teams does a bad midweek loss make draw seem dimmed in other words if they won kept uh kept game midweek close one could look at a draw to nappy as great now it seems like they all they could do is follow bad loss despite Napoli being top table. Well, I, I think it's a good result. I think mm. uh, even in the Italian yeah, radio stations and everyone is talking about. I know there was there was I think it was Petruzzi who was on radio today. He said that he expected a bit more from Roma, but. Uh, I think that uh, it was a good performance. Uh, it was the right response. The team responded in the right way. We didn't get three points, but uh, uh, I think it was. Uh, I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was uh, like uh, you know the result wasn't underestimated in any way whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah, the importance I, I, of it. I think. Yeah, I think it was just um, a good response from the players yesterday. Um, they, I think they put everything into that performance at the end because Napoli are a very good side, especially this season under Spalletti. They seem to have gone to that another level, which I don't think they would have done under Gattuso or an Angelotti. They seem to be more tactically aware and they've got a player who's taken a year or so to adapt to Italian football and just it's going to be one of the best strikers in Europe in the next couple of years in Osserman. Um, we got another question. Last question is from Adam Khan. He's actually sent it in like in three parts. Yeah. Um, he goes, the club wants to move away from transfers like a Mickey and Smallrin, favouring for move for younger players. How does Mourinho, Mourinho's purge midweek change that? Borja has always been a two-year loan, but is, is it really over for Kumbula, Vidar, Diawari, 
a Diawari, Diawara, I apologise, yeah. Reynolds and maybe even Calafiori. Uh, Mourinho points to bad management, but Reynolds was a Pinto purchase. Are they really giving up on a 7 million player after half a season on the bench? Uh, I think it changes in the way that uh, we would not go for uh, unproven players uh, from unproven leagues. Uh, mm. Reynolds, young, promising, yes, but there was no way he was going to break into this team, and we knew that he would have challenges, even even as a backup. He what he needed was to go out on a loan mm. uh, to. Well, lower league team, I, I, I would say Serie B, mm. because he's he's not even good enough for uh, the l- lower l- league uh, teams in Serie A. So I, I would I think that's his level right now. He needs to improve. He needs experience. He needs to play. That's what he needs. Uh, Diawara, not a bad player, uh, just uh, probably not uh, Mourinho's man. Uh, so I don't think that's he was young when he came he was 22 but I think he had the right profile just the wrong style of play for Mourinho hmm. if you bring in a player like uh, a 22 year old like Diavara uh, but uh, a different uh, uh, a different style of play which suits Mourinho that would be fine and there is but we know from other Serie A teams that you can find Value in uh, in other in other leagues. If you look at just Anguisa that uh, Napoli brought, he's 26, good age, uh, mature player, uh, had you know played really well for Napoli from day one. So I think we will be looking, we will be looking and preferring those type of players more than what we do right now. And I don't have any problem with that because. I don't understand why you necessarily have to bring in young players uh, and you know build a team for the future. You need to have a balance, but the young players you bring, they need to be, they need to have first of all uh, better potential, and there should be a shorter distance from the way the 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 point in which they are and to uh, starting or playing from start because right now I feel like those we have brought they have been the, the step has been too far from mm. uh, from that transfer uh, and where they currently you know found the, find themselves let's say Brian Reynolds and to the first team I think it's a huge, too big of a gap and that's why Mourinho continuously speak uh, speaks about you know having a strong bench you don't need the best of players because uh, if you look at Darmian, he, uh, he wasn't he wasn't very expensive, uh, but he's probably a better right back player than uh, uh, he is actually a better right back, and he can play on both sides mm. uh, than let's say for instance uh, uh, Brian Reynolds or Calafiori. I think it would be it would be better when Spinazzola comes back because yes. then we'll have Vinia for uh, for. Uh, the, uh, as a backup, and Spinatola can play on the right too. So, although he's better, uh, cutting in from the left. Yeah, but uh, he can slot in uh, when we when, when we need it on the right too. Um, 
I do think there's a player in Brian Reynolds. I, I do agree that the, the jump from MLS to Serie A is a massive jump. And that's not a disrespect to MLS because the league has grown in the last couple of years and it has become a bit more exciting. You do see a lot of South American talent going playing in that in that league. But the jump from MLS to Serie A is, is a massive jump, especially for an 18, 19-year-old lad. I, I said there is a, I think there is a player there. I just think he needs to grow and... and me and Sam talked about this in the summer, and I think you were on the pod as well. He needs to go out and loan and play games. We, both, I think we all three of us said that he needs to play in maybe a Serie B side or a lower Serie A side just to get game football and get more adapted to the life and the tactics in Italy. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, it's, so we've... Thank you very much, guys, for the questions. I wanted to talk about something that happened yesterday in today's game, and then we'll preview the the game on Wednesday, and then we'll call, probably call it a day. Um, so there, I gather you probably heard the audible monkey chants in the, during the game yesterday. That's the third Roma game in a week where you could hear audible racism and monkey chants in the stadium it's it's happened quite a lot in italian football um a lot of lazio fans were in my mentions and i do tend to agree with them that say lazio have had a bit of trouble in the last couple of weeks where you saw that fan racially abused uh dumb freeze in the stands nothing's been done it was quite written quite a lot about it on social media but it's been a horror week for Roma fans with racism abuse. You saw Moise Keane last Sunday in the in the Juventus game. You saw what happened in Norway. You sent a, um, a message to the WhatsApp group and a fan racially abused Amadou Diwara. And the video that went viral after the game where you could hear some insults to Diwara and I think Tammy Abraham and now Victor Osserman and I think it was Kaladu Koulibaly who got some chance also. Yeah. Just get in the bin. Roma fans, we don't need this. It's 2021. We don't need more racism in the stands of football. I know you probably feel pent up frustration of being 18 months locked inside and not being able to go to football games, but fucking hell, just this needs to stop. Like, I got one um, a message and I was going to reply, but I really couldn't be bothered. And it was just one of the worst takes I've seen in a long, long while. And I, I sent it to you and I sent it to a couple of other people and I, I just could not. What was happening? Uh, it's just you get surprised by the approach. Uh, and the mentality, uh, and th- that's when you understand that there is a problem. Italy has a problem. Mm. It's just a approach and not taking it seriously. Yeah, it's a systemic problem. I thought it was quite bad here sometimes a couple of years ago where they had the Tommy Robertson movement. And I was at games, I've been to games when following Swinning Away where you do hear the Tommy Robertson chants. I think it be fucking hell, what is going uh, on? Yeah. And, and now you, I, I've been in games in Italy where you, you just hear little murmurs of it and then it stops. But then you just think, guys, it's 2021. This, like, this stuff happened a couple of years ago, but now it's 2021. We should be adhering what has happened over here. We have had the Black Lives Matter movement where before most games that I've been to this season, the players kneel before the game. We saw it in the cricket over the weekend as well, uh, that the players kneel. Um, it's like I've been yeah. in the ground where people boo, and I'm just thinking, just get in the bin. It's not worth it. Just why are you doing it's just, this? It's just, uh, you know, sometimes you have to wonder, you know, we are... 
you know, so intelligent, sophisticated, high intelligent people. But we have people among us who believe that they are superior to other yeah. due to, you know, you know, the pigmentation of the skin. Mm. And it just, when you just stop and reflect for a moment, it really gets you like, where the hell have we come? Yeah. And what the hell have be how we become that we <laughs> degrade other people, uh, their status based on, you know, some pigmentation of the skin. Uh, it's incredible. It's really sad. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just been a sad couple of weeks from an Italian football where you get to hear those sort of things going on in the stands. And the majority that it's, quite positive where you just see fans just saying agreeing what we both say and you just get you get those dickheads once in a while who just think what the hell are you thinking are you actually gonna die on this hill agreeing with what you said because it's, it's uh, no words can explain it and apologies once again if we we've we've gone into a, a, a talking about this because it still needs to be talked about it's still going on in grounds and it it needs to stop yeah, because uh, when you talk about it, that's how you can change it. You have to highlight the problem, uh, because if you don't, it will just be <laughs> accepted in the stadiums, like apparently it is, if it's not being taken seriously by the authorities. Like like I said last week, all they care about is the stop piracy. Like if you put a clip on social media, that will be taken down and you'll get a DMCA request. And if you do anything, you post more and more and more, your account will be suspended online. Um, but they won't do anything about the racism in the stands. And that's just a sad, sad way that the, the authorities are going in the Italian football. Yeah. So we talked about that. <laughs> and let, do, uh, should we just talk about Wednesday's game? We were away in Sardinia against Calorie. Who are second bottom and lost in Florence over the weekend. They have Walter Mazzari as their coach after uh, after sacking their coach halfway through halfway through the season. Earlier in the season, uh, who did they have as coach? My mind's completely blank. It was the ex um, spell manager. Was yeah, ex spell manager. Ex spell manager, and I do apologise. Um, this will probably be dead air, and Sam, you could probably cut a little bit of this out. Um, oh my goodness. It's gone completely blank. Uh, wasn't it uh, Leo? Oh, uh, Simplici. Yeah, Simplici. My apologies. Our apologies, yeah, because they sacked him after a couple of games, after he did a really good job keeping them up. Yeah. Um, Calorie haven't really started the season well. As I said earlier, they are second bottom behind San Anatana, who looked, sadly already looked doomed for Serie B already. After when they went 4-0 down at the weekend at home to Empoli and uh, the unloading into striker Pinamonte did a Penenka and got chased by the keeper. That's my standout moment from the Serie A weekend. Um, are you confident going into the game in Sardinia on Wednesday? Do you think Roma can get a positive result out of it? Uh, no, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say I'm confident yet. I think still we need to prove we have had good... We have had... Yeah, good performances uh, mm. against good sides, uh, but now we need to materialize that into res- something, you know, three points or something. And uh, I know Cagliari haven't been good. They have uh, 
they have, uh, yeah, like you said, they are second bottom. They haven't even played that good under Mazzari. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it means too much. Uh, we need to concentrate uh, on ourselves and try to put in defensively uh, as solid performance like we did yesterday. And then we need to rely on the quality of our attacking players. Mm. Hopefully Abram can, how to get going, but he has stagnated a bit and now he needs to get going again. I don't so think he needs a goal. Yeah, I don't think he's fit. I think he's playing through this injury he picked up on international duty and it showed yesterday and I felt he was a bit fortunate not to get sent off after almost taking um, Zielinski's head off. Um, but yeah, he does need a goal. Yeah, yeah, he, he needs a goal and uh, I think after that uh, it will it will get better for him. But he has been uh, unlucky too because he has hit the post a lot and he yeah yesterday he missed um, the a one big on one. chance yeah yeah uh, but hopefully it will uh, it will open up for him. Yeah, fingers crossed. I do feel Roma have got a, a decent away performance in them. Just think our last two away performances in Serie A. Uh, we've been defeats against Lazio in the derby, 3-2 and away at Juventus 1-0, but the Juventus performance was a lot, lot better than as uh, expected because I thought Roma could have got a point out of it. Um, Imran, thank you very much for joining me on this on this Monday evening talking about the, 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 the much better performance from the weekend and then into the, the splut of games we've got coming forward. Um, before, before I go before we both go sorry just wanted to thank joe um for joining us doing the napoli preview it was very much appreciated and i think both of us enjoyed your time with us joe and thank you very much for coming on talking about all things napoli i think the draw was probably the better the fairer result at, uh, um in the game but yeah joe thank you very much for coming on it's much appreciated um guys you can follow us at the magicast um dot com you can find all our podcasts from the back catalogue on the website. You can also find the podcast on all all platforms. I almost went blank there to find, trying to think which <laughs> ones. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean. Um, just, and you can fo- all follow us on that. Uh, Imran, thank you for joining me on this Monday evening. I will say this, that both of our cricket teams won over the weekend. Uh, England beat West Indies and T20s and Pakistan beat India before the, the football yesterday. Um, I bet you're absolutely on cloud nine. Yeah, it was it was very hectic because I had both games on yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so the tachycardia was through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. I was very happy with that. I will. I will say yesterday was. A, a very sporty football day. Um, you had Le Classique, you had El Clasico, you had the Derby d'Italia, you had the Derby del Sol, and then you had Liverpool versus Manchester United, and also you had Ajax PSV. So that is five or six massive games across Europe, plus the World T20s are going on, and plus all the other games going across Europe. So I just felt it was a very football-heavy day yesterday. 
Yeah, more of that. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, Imran, thank you very much. It's um, We'll probably do something in the next couple of days. We've got AC Milan. I think there is a, something in the air to do an AC Milan preview later in the week. I think Sam is working on a guest. I did suggest a couple of people, and hopefully there's something done in the pipeline. But if not, we'll have a pod probably in the next week talking about the games that have passed in midweek and the next week. So, Always remember, Forza Roma and ciao. Ciao. Tati go, tati go, tati, tati, tati.